Hello everyone and good morning. I am your host Calypso and welcome back to my podcast, The Daily Calypso. I hope you all are saving safe out there during this hard time that we are going through. Today, I would like to start this off with a story from myths and folklores around the world. The story we are reading today is Prometheus and Pandora. Let's begin. Long, long ago, in the days when the earth stayed green all year, human beings were not as they are today. In those times, men lived much like animals. Of course, men were smarter than animals. But since life was so easy, men never had to use their brains. Say saw this. Siri saw that humans had more than enough to eat. The weather was always sunny and warm. People were not selfish, for they already had everything they wanted. Zeus had even taken all sicknesses off the earth. People died only of old age. Men were unwise and happy, but the gods were wise and bored. They looked down from Mount Olympus and saw nothing interesting on the earth. Humans wandered about happily, eating fruits, berries, and nuts when they were hungry and sleeping in the cool shades of trees when they were tired. The kind of life pleased men and women, but it didn't please the gods. One day, Zeus decided to make some changes. It might be a good idea, he told himself. If the creatures on Earth were different, after all, why should a man spend his days like a monkey, or a monkey like a man? Not long afterward, Zeus sent for... Epimethus, a young god who was not busy at the time. Zeus gave Epimethus two boxes, a large one and a small one. I want you to take these boxes down to earth, Zeus ordered. The big box is full of differences. Differences? Epimethus repeated. Yes, Zeus said. Differences. Things to make the creatures of the earth different from each other. I want you to pass them out to the creatures on earth. Epimetheus scratched his head. What differences do I give to what creatures? He asked. It doesn't matter, Zeus replied. Just say you make things interesting. Is the little box full of differences too? Asked Epimetheus. Ha! The king of the gods answered, That is Zeus's secret. All you need to remember is not to open the little box unless you hear from me. Then Zeus slapped Epimetheus on the back. On your way now, the longer you stand on around Mount Olympus, the longer I am bored. Epimetheus wanted to ask Zeus one more question, but he didn't dare. 
One didn't question Zeus's orders. One just obeyed them. The young god put one box on each shoulder and sped off through the gates of clouds. Soon, Epimethus was on earth, walking along the dirt road that led from Mount Olympus. The boxes seemed to grow heavier and heavier. The god's arms and shoulders ached, for on earth he was no stronger than a man. Finally, Epimethus put the boxes down by the roadside. He sat down on the big box to rest. A dusty, tired mouse came walking down the center of the road. The little animal didn't seem to notice Epimethus. It had no enemies to watch for, and the young god looked much like a man. Epimethus stood up. Stop a minute, mouse, he said. I have a gift for you from the all-knowing Zeus. He opened the big box. The first difference he took out was strength. I can't give strength to such a tiny animal, Epimethus thought. He put strength back in the box and looked for something more mouse-like. Timidity was hiding in a corner. Epimethus gave timidity to the mouse. Suddenly frightened, the mouse took one look at the god and ran off into the bushes as fast as its little legs would carry it. The news spread quickly. Creatures, big and little, came running and flying to Epimethus. They made a huge circle around the young god with the boxes. And one by one, Epimethus handed out the differences. He gave strength to the bear, loyalty to the dog, cleanliness to the cat. Courage went to the lion, wisdom to the owl, and laziness to the pig. The bee got busyness. The fox got slyness, and the mule got stubbornness. Epimethus went on passing out differences. Finally, the box was empty. The animals went away, talking loudly about whose difference was the best. Epimethus was left alone by the side of the road. His job was done, and he was now very tired. The sun was setting, so he decided to spend the night on Earth. He could just as well return to Mount Olympus the next day. He found a bed of soft grass. The box was just the right size for a pillow. Epimethus had had a hard day. He lay down and closed his eyes. But just as he was going to sleep, he heard a voice. What difference did you save for me? Epimethus opened his eyes. He had made a terrible mistake. Man had been given no difference, and man was Zeus's favorite creature. Epimethus sat up and looked at the man. Then he looked at the raised lid of the empty box. I have nothing left, he groaned. The box is empty. What's in the little box? the man asked. Only Zeus knows, answered Epimethus. He felt very sad. He wanted to open the little box and give the man whatever was inside, but he remembered Zeus's warning. At any moment, one of Zeus's bolts of lightning might flash down out of the sky. 
Epimetheus knew he had to act quickly. First he called an eagle. Then he wrote a message to his brother Prometheus. Send something for man before Zeus discovers my mistakes. Finally, he tied a note around the eagle's leg and sent the bird flying off towards Mount Olympus. When Prometheus received his brother's message, he knew right away what he would send. Fire. For many years, Prometheus had looked down at humans and felt sorry for them. He had often thought what man would do with the help of fire. But now, Prometheus wasted no time thinking. He hurried to the palace of the sun god to get a flaming torch. Zeus had noticed Prometheus as he was leaving the sun god's palace with a large torch in his hands. What can Prometheus be up to now? Zeus asked himself. He have no need to for fire up here on Mount Olympus. When Prometheus reached the gate of clouds, he found Zeus waiting for him. The king of the gods stood quietly with his arms folded. He had an angry look on his face. Just what do you think you're doing with that torch? Zeus asked. Prometheus told the truth. He knew better than to lie to the all-knowing Zeus. You must not take fire to man, Zeus thundered. Not now and not ever. Is that understood? Prometheus nodded. For a moment, he stared at the tops of his shoes. Then he looked Zeus straight in the eye. I think the mighty Zeus is selfish and thinks only of his own glory, he said slowly. No one talked to Zeus like that. Prometheus expected Zeus to punish him, but the king of the gods made a long speech instead. Have you thought what would happen if men had fire? Zeus asked. They will be able to cook meat. Soon, they will be killing other animals. They will melt gold and silver into coins and start selling things for money. They will be able to get iron from rocks. With iron, they could make guns and start killing each other. Wars will start. They might even learn how to make machines that could fly through the air right over Mount Olympus. With one hand, Zeus imitated an airplane in the sky above his head. Huh. He groaned. It's all too terrible to think about. And then, shaking his head sadly, he returned to his palace. Prometheus stood by the gate of clouds, still holding the burning torch in his hands. What would humans do with fire? He thought about what Zeus had said. It was true, of course, that men might use fire to kill each other. But it was also true that fire could make their lives more comfortable. There were thousands of interesting things men could do, if only they had fire. Prometheus had spent many years watching men. He thought he knew them pretty well. He thought they could be trusted. Suddenly he opened the gate of clouds. Holding the lighted torch above his head, he ran down to earth. Prometheus knew he would be punished but he had never dreamed of a punishment like the one he was to receive. When Zeus heard what Prometheus had done, he sent for Vulcan, the blacksmith of Mount Olympus. Vulcan was ordered to make a set of strong iron chains. 
Prometheus was chained to a huge rock high on a mountain. Here, the hot sun burned into his skin. Rain whipped his helpless body. Ugly birds pecked at him when he tried to sleep. Many years were to pass before he would be rescued by a strong name, man named Hercules. As for Epimetheus, he was not brave enough to return to Mount Olympus. He stayed on Earth, hoping Zeus would forget and maybe forgive. But Zeus did not forget. Every day, he looked down at the Earth and saw humans busy with their new fires. The gods and goddesses tried to cheer Zeus up, but he refused to smile. When Zeus finally did smile, it was a sly smile. Epimetheus must be lonely down on earth, he told the gods and goddesses. Come, let's make a wife to keep him company. We shall make as perfect a woman as we can. Every god and go every goddess gave something to help make the new woman. Her beauty was that of Aphrodite herself. When the woman was finished, Zeus breathed life into her. She opened her eyes and smiled. Your name is Pandora, Zeus told her. You were made on Mount Olympus to be a wife for Epimetheus. A short time later, Pandora walked into the house that Epimetheus had built for himself on Earth. My name is Pandora, she said. I was made on Mount Olympus to be a wife for Epimetheus. Epimetheus blinked his eyes. He had expected Zeus to send a thunderbolt, not a beautiful wife. Could there be some trick? In fact, Pandora added, we are married already, I think. Then, Epimetheus took a closer look at Pandora. He couldn't take his eyes off of her. Suddenly she smiled, and his doubts were gone for good. Epimetheus had never been so happy as he was with Pandora. They passed their days much like humans. Epimetheus searched for food while Pandora looked after the house. Sometimes they took long walks together. They watched men doing things with fire. Pandora learned the names of the plants and the animals of the earth, and Epimetheus taught her everything she wanted to know, except one thing. He would not tell her what was in the little box that he kept on the top shelf on the, of the bedroom closet. Please. Pandora teased him, just one little peek. No, said her husband. Zeus said never to open it and not that. One day, Pandora was cleaning the closet shelves. She lifted the box down and set it on the bed. Surely one little look won't hurt? After all, she told herself, it isn't as if we're going to steal anything. Pandora reached down and opened the latch of the box. Her lid shot open with a bang. Out of the box flew greed, hunger, and fear. It was a box full of troubles. Pandora tried to close the lids, but the escaping troubles were too much for her. Measles, mumps, and chickenpox went out through the window. Pandora threw herself down on the bed. Soon, the pillows were soaked with tears. When Epimetheus arrived home, the last of the troubles were flying out the window and into the world. Pandora lay crying on the bed. The open box was beside her. What have you done? Epimetheus cried. 
Pandora could not look at her husband. Yes, I opened it, she said into the pillow. The box was full of troubles and I opened it. Epimetha stepped over to look inside the box. Something moved. The box was not empty. Epimetheus took a closer look. There in the bottom, almost crushed by the escaping troubles, lay hope. A shadow joy filled the room. Get up, Epimetheus yelled. Look, look in the box. Slowly, Pandora rose to her feet. She peered into the box. Then she looked up at Epimetheus and smiled. The world may be full of troubles, Epimetheus told her, but things won't be too bad, so long as we still have hope. And Epimetheus was right. For from that day to this, hope has been man's best friend in a world full of troubles. So there we have it. That was the tale of Prometheus and Pandora. As we all know, Prometheus was one of the gods who loved to give the humans almost whatever they desired. Like I said, almost. Now, whether that is true in the world now or not, that is what I would still like to hope for. For those of you wondering, the story of Prometheus and Pandora is not about both of them coming together as lovers. As a matter of fact, if you look deep within mythology, they never were. It was Epimetheus and Pandora who had been married, or, as the story goes, Pandora was created by the gods and goddesses of Mount Olympus as a wife for Epimetheus. The story, if you can look at it, is meant to be depicted in any way that the reader or listeners wish it. I hope that this had been a relaxing <laughs> podcast today. Tomorrow, we will be looking at herbs and goddesses. Throughout the weeks, or I should say throughout the days, we will be going through an on and off type of deal. Tomorrow is going to be Herb of the Day and Goddesses of the Day. The next day is going to be another story of myths and folktales around the world. It's going to be an on and off type of deal. I hope I'm able to see you guys back here tomorrow. Now merry meet, and merry part, and merry meet again. Have a good day.